0: Welcome to Slashdupe, the mysterious movie pitching podcast with a twist. Each member of today's podcast has been given the same movie or TV title, some time to prepare, and has come to the table to pitch their own unique take on that title. We'll be hearing two pitches before the break and one afterwards. After the break, we'll be hearing a special pitch from The Dupe. The dupe is the one person at the table who has not been given the title in advance and will have to improvise their idea at the end of the show, following everybody else's. Our dupe today is Ryan. Ryan, how are you feeling about being the dupe?
1: Really good. I went shopping earlier and bought two kilos of dumplings, frozen dumplings, and a about 15 before this. So I'm really full of, like, happy tummy dumplings.
0: So even if you do badly at the title today you you're full of dumplings no one can take you're winning you. yeah
1: Your i mean i life. haven't actually i haven't had a title pick since episode one so you know i might as well take some kind of winning in this with tummy full of
2: dumplings
0: that's probably something everybody should that's know that's a title
2: isn't it yeah it's got to be <laughs> tummy full tummy full of dumplings. Dumplings. just thinking <laughs> the same thing yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> um that uh that leads me to say, uh, Dan, Dan, the voices you hear are Dan and Anthony. Dan, you're our, um, you're our regular um, and our co-host. How are you feeling about today's title? Because you have the I, title.
3: I am regular and I um, <laughs> I am again feeling Schrodinger's reg- readiness. Okay. I, I am both ready and not ready, but in the last three minutes, I've had an absolute change of heart and it's, I think it's, I mean, I'm excited i'm excited
0: so in the last three minutes was that the look on your face i i i noticed was it it was you coming up with a good idea
3: it was like why put just put those together you know like that bit in family guy where it's like the chocolate and the peanut butter and it's like came together (laughs) pieces
0: i'm i'm very excited um and we haven't talked about who's going to go first between yourself and our guest today anthony um Anthony, how are you feeling about the title today? Obviously, don't give it away for Ryan, who doesn't know it. But how are you feeling about it? You know what? One, isn't it? It's an interesting one.
2: I, I don't know whether it was the heatwave, but I don't think I've sweated so much in a while. It has been. <laughs> it's quite a difficult thing, you know, because there's so many mm. things running through your head, and you don't know which to pick out. So, sure. I've got a few, maybe four, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I've, I've got one which I'm 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 quite happy with. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for inviting okay. me as well.
0: Yeah, no problem. No, we're happy to have you. Um, we might not be happy after we hear your idea. Who knows? It depends how good it is. But we're happy to have you. Uh, give, us, give us your primary idea, your main one, the, 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 the one that if you're forced to sell one of these ideas, you'd go for it. And then at the end of the episode, after we've heard uh, Ryan's, um, we'll, maybe you'll want to dip in and, and give us some teasers to, to the others. Sounds
2: audience. good. Sounds good.
3: Well, we should hear him first, shouldn't we? Uh, that that's just made me excited about it Anthony. you can go first oh
2: well okay added pressure more sweating lovely (laughs) (laughs) so uh i know the title of the podcast but i actually have no idea what a slash dupe actually is so sean would you mind telling me
0: well i'm glad you asked anthony um a slash dupe is a rough early version of a film used in post-production, it's, it's a synonym for work print, uh, it's an unfinished foundation of what a finished film can become, so that's what we try and bring to you, the audience at home in slash dupe. something that is the, the very essence of a film, the bones, the structure, the, the, the early uh, essence of a film, and that's, that's at least what we'll bring the audience today, um, at least one slash dupe is my promise.
2: Okay, well I think I've got one of those.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so I think now is the time to reveal the title of today's episode. Mm. Today's dupe is Merry Hell. Merry Hell is our Slash Dupe. Mm. So Anthony, you're uh, you were gonna give us your primary idea for Merry Hell.
2: Yes, but before I kick off, I do have a quick question regarding the rules of your podcast. Mm. Now, I had a lot of time to think about this, and are we allowed to include punctuation in the title, i.e. a comma or a question mark or even an exclamation mark?
0: Well, it's funny because you use the word rules, and I think that there basically aren't any.
2: Oh, lovely. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) we
0: don't, or at least if there are, we change them between episode and episode but i i think that's primarily because what we really want to champion is creative freedom so if you have to alter the title in any way to to make your pitch work um i I think that's more than acceptable and 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 a little bit exciting as well
2: okay well well you you're gonna have to wait for the punctuation for the later ones but let's kick off okay merry hell so picture b-movie slasher yes Handheld camera, almost like the Blair Witch Project, hard cuts about a demonic Santa Claus mm-hmm. who has his, in, in inverted commas, a version of a naughty list where he mm-hmm. actually kidnaps and kills children and wraps them up and delivers them back to their parents. Ooh, Ooh oh, that's right? good. Very sadistic, yeah. I know. Very sadistic. However,. I would either. I would. <laughs> the Santa Claus has to either be played by Brian Blessed, yeah, <laughs> or, or Nicolas Cage. Either or, you know. Oh, I just think they're Nic- so, um,
0: like they're very so different, different, aren't they? Yeah, you get two different tones. They share a commonality, right? That exactly. Would be two different movies, right? With with the. Uh... With each actor.
2: Exactly. The thing about... People say to me that Brian Blessed isn't a creepy man, but if you walked into a dark room and Brian <laughs> Blessed was sat in there laughing by himself, you would be creeped out. Right?
0: <laughs> oh, undoubtedly.
2: Yeah. So we would open in sort of like a... I, I don't know why, but all films have to happen in America nowadays, but we would open in like some sort of rural <laughs> Midwest kind of suburb, and I would actually have someone really famous, like... Ariana Grande Mm -hmm. for the first person to be murdered, right? So she's in it for all of five minutes. That's how cheesy and and B-movie we're going to go with it. Um, And then essentially what happens is the kids start to realise that their brothers and sisters are kind of being taken by this demonic Santa Claus and make it their mission to kind of Home Alone style trap this Santa Claus... Yeah. You know, try try and kill this. You know, like 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 basically it, but with a guy in a red suit and a big uh-huh. beard. Um, now I'm now I'm thinking. I think it has to be Brian Blessed.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think so. Cage would bring a different energy to it, but I I don't think. And I genuinely mean this. He doesn't bring the same menace that Brian Blessed would bring. Right? I, I, I believe you. I
2: believe working. you. I think, I think Brian Blessed's footsteps in the corridor would, would bring yeah. more of a shiver than, than Nicolas Cage, for sure. I think so. But I, I, I just feel every film needs at least five minutes of Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I think Nicolas Cage should be in it. <laughs> so totally yeah, in definitely. It. Maybe he could be one of the parents. Or one of the kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's versatile like yeah, that, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so that—that—that's my—that was the first one that I woke up screaming to. Um, mm-hmm. When after you sent me that title, mm-hmm. uh, I haven't really. I think thinking about Brian Blessed murdering children is is a bit of a. Well, that's how you <laughs> something walk about... into the producer's office with that's mm. that's, your, that's your elevator pitch isn't it <laughs> exactly
3: listen brian blessed murdering children
1: <laughs> <laughs> something about his voice as well that like the idea of it almost you know being like a megaphone and just like this impending doom as these kids are running around and they don't know where it's coming from because it just echoes everywhere mm. Exa-
2: exactly you've got to, like, a yeah. right children sort of thing going on mm. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: yeah. And the levity that at which he sort of puts across with that voice is frightening, right? Like if he's oh. chasing you, but he's sounding like he's enjoying it—that's more frightening. <laughs> yeah. can than I, if can he's, I? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Gordon's alive. <laughs> yeah.
1: So is he? Is he a mall Santa um, that by day and then murderer by night?
2: No. So this is this is set in a world where Santa Claus isn't a nice guy. So there aren't. Right. There isn't such a thing as right. a mall Santa. This has been going on for for ages, and people didn't really make the connection. They thought there were just sort of like copycat killers and serial killers out there who were adopting this wrapping up of children. Um, mm-hmm. Wow, I, I, even me saying it is is giving me.
0: Isn't <laughs> it such a brilliant? It's such a brilliant idea delivering them back to their parents as almost mm. like a punishment to the parents for ex- raising. Such a children. bad
2: ch see you you get it. You get it. You can come on board. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm already on board. I've already stolen it.
2: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so so in this world Santa is real um but he's evil, is what you're saying. Exactly. Not... Okay. Exactly.
2: Right. So they they don't believe that Santa Claus delivers the presents and that sort of thing. They do, it's Christmas uh-huh. is just sort of like a materialistic idea. However, mm-hmm. There's legend, you know, there could be a scene in the film where the kids are in the library and they find this really old dusty book and they open the dusty book and there's a picture of a guy in a red suit, it, it, but it drawn in like Mayan-esque kind of right. you mm-hmm. know, this guy's been around for thousands of years, some sort of like deep legend myth and legend that that mm-hmm. you know and and even imagine the sadistic nature of Brian Blessed's jingle bells would just be <laughs> such an added bonus.
0: Um, <laughs> can I yeah. And it gets to number one as well, obviously. Oh completely you know, in real life. It would go number one. Oh, I think
1: I think as well, I've I've already got sequels figured out for you already, right? If you're saying that this um killer has been around in many different variations, then you have like whatever you you your sequel film would be like the same killer but it's like Eid and it happens twice in a year you know? <laughs> and like and that's and then you can spin off to all the different like religious gift-giving holidays
2: I, 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 I don't know whether those films would be boycotted or not <laughs> I'm,
0: yeah I, I'm not, <laughs> would Brian Blessed play the character in each of them as well you and know, then, that's
2: the worry then we're just we're, we're regressing aren't we we're going all yeah. the way back where Brian Blessed plays you know that's
3: Nicolas Cage <laughs> playing Brian Blessed. That's what he does. Ah, and he would love that as a challenge yeah. as an actor, wouldn't yeah. he? He'd love
0: that. He that would be the hook to get him in, It's right? a direct
2: sequel to Face Off. You,
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> you had me. You had me there. You got <laughs> God, that's fantastic. Um, but I, this sort of film... Um, and we had we had uh, in our uh, first heats uh, after we did six episodes. Um, I think that one of the things that got our uh, Ben Scriven our adjudicator what what really wet his whistle. I think was that when the pitch was pitched by Becky initially, he could see the poster. That was that was the thing that got him. And I feel like this needs a poster or, or has the capacity to have a poster that does the same. Right. That everything you need is in this poster.
2: Right. So for, to me, it would be. Obviously, our main man, Brian Blessed, mm-hmm. front and center, mm-hmm. with um, a bloody present. Like, I just imagine, like, just sort of a normal cube shaped box, wrapping paper mm-hmm. and everything, but blood dripping out of the bottom of it. And definitely Rudolph the Red Eyed Reindeer. Oh, that's nice. good. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that, that, and yes. he wouldn't, he wouldn't ride around on like the typical sleigh. It would be. Heavy metal sleigh. We're, we're talking steampunk esque with it, loads of smoke yeah. coming out of it and Is it slay. spelled
1: S L A Y? Oh god. Of course <laughs> to be. It has to be. Yeah. Of course it is. Oh or oh, that's what its number plate is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the number plate. There I mean I hate it, Anthony, but it has to be done. Yeah, you know, that's, it has to you know what?
2: This film Give is the probably people going to be want.
1: I I feel like I, I like I don't want to step on it, but I feel like I've got the trailer. I've got the teaser trailer. I right. think I've got the teaser trailer, right? Imagine like suburban uh, America, white snow, nighttime, you hear the jingle bells, you see like um you see the silhouette of Santa walking up to a house, uh, pops a present down, rings the doorbell, and you see his shadow as he walks away, and then blood just trickles out from the box, and that's it.
2: Cut. Mm-hmm. I love I love yeah, that idea. With, with, with has to have Brian Blessed's laugh or laugh yes. o- over the winter 2020 you know that that's, that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah have you so... made the naughty list <laughs> <That's it>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see i've got in-ear headphones and that was that was quite um <laughs> that was quite something
0: <laughs> yeah for everyone for everyone at home listening to this on headphones yeah they've they've just had goosebumps <laughs> that's the it's the reverse asmr um <laughs> So can I okay hear me out now I can I can have this idea shot down Anthony I can I'm okay with it but can his weapon of choice to kill the children can it be a hoe like so that it's oh, so a oh, hoe oh. is that oh. am I going too far long am I leaning the, into it too as much
2: as long as there's tinsel wrapped around the uh, the handle and it looks like a candy cane there sort there we of go thing see that yeah, you get at christmas
0: it. right that you now hang on there. a tree I mean, you just can't not have him say <gasps> ho, 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 ho as he's smashing ho! something in a minute. If never it was Nicolas at... Cage, take the ho away. But yeah, it's Brian Blessed. It's Brian Blessed.
2: It. It, it, I'm never going to look at this guy in the same way. Have, have, he... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have we
3: tiptoed into Scream area now with this? So we've moved away from Blair Witch, which, which is genuinely scary, mm. to... Screen, which is genuinely scary, but utter satire, because it feels like as we move there, and also with the killing of children, do you want to go to the satire of it rather than the yeah, horrificness of? I, I, th- I, I think mean, we... I don't mind either way, but
2: I think we would have to lean in, into the satire actually. Now you've said that, because Hollywood doesn't necessarily enjoy putting the killing of children on screen, so. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I, th- I think we have actually. Yeah, we have leaned into satire quite a lot actually. But as the idea has grown, the mm. the identity of the film has slightly shifted, which I'm more than happy with. I laid the bones, and you guys built the house. You know, so
0: It's if you're that's, that's <laughs> a, that's, a that's, good that's analogy, the tagline. That's, that's the tagline. <laughs> that's such a horrible idea. The bones of naughty children. Um, I don't
1: want to be responsible for this, Anthony. No, take it back. <laughs> what? So, how does it? How does the film resolve itself? Like, you know, how do the kids mm. vanish or do they or do they not?
2: So I'm I'm picturing a very sort of finale of Stranger Things 1 kind of vibe where they've set up the house to have loads of traps, including like a bear trap and that sort of thing. Um, and they lead, they're running away from Santa and they have to, well, they're running away from Brian and they have to mm-hmm. sort of duck into bedrooms and that sort of thing. And they've set up bear traps and swinging paint cans and you know all the all the 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 childhood movie tropes that you can think of to mm-hmm. to trap a villain inside the house and then they would get him on the cuz all the way through this movie parents don't believe them police don't believe them laugh them out of the of the police station mm. and it would actually culminate in them wrapping him in a chair in fairy lights colored fairy mm-hmm. lights And he would be having this sort of monologue about how they they could never keep him there and all this sort of thing. They call the police. They think they've got the proof. Parents, police turn up. Gone. And he's not actually there. Just a lump of coal. Just a bloody lump of coal. A bloody
3: lump of coal,
0: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And some
2: sadistic jingle bells. But then we would have a pan out of the house and there would be footprints in the snow away from a window or away from a door yeah. or something just to kind or of
0: away from a chimney of on the roof it's yeah. got to be chimney. away from a
1: chimney yeah. hasn't yeah.
2: it yeah yeah i mean baron blessed it, climbing up a chimney i don't but know that's, how the, that's <laughs>
1: the magic of it isn't it like and it, and it would be like a really small chimney yeah. but somewhere. yeah
0: yeah
2: It'll be one of those old sort of Victorian fireplaces that you see in all these houses now, all these detached houses, like really small. And Brian Blessed just squeezing himself (laughs) into it like a sausage.
0: (laughs) But there's something horrible about like, like imagine, you know, a child trying to escape... And trying to climb up a chimney, or trying to escape and get stuck in the chimney, and there's Brian Blessed just slowly coming down. Like there's yeah. there's a lot of horror around Christmas that I that I think have haven't you know hasn't been explored in you know with well, our twisted mind. Santa
3: minds. Claus is an old guy that while you're sleeping and without your parents' knowledge, creeps <laughs> into your room. Yep. Decides whether you're good or bad and leaves you a present. <laughs> and you feed him in return.
2: That's uh, yeah. It's,
3: your parents are complicit in that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you can lean into like them having a conversation, a Stranger Things type conversation about like, well, what you know, what works, what doesn't work, why do people leave milk out for him, why cookies? Does Ru- what does what does Rudolph eat? Like, so you can play off of these tropes while they're, you know, like the garlic and uh, sunlight for vampires. I, I, I
2: agree. So, because you know, in in the universe, Santa doesn't exist, so no one's leaving out cookies and that sort of thing. But maybe we could i find out that he's actually really badly allergic to milk, mm. so yeah you know, so they're they're throwing stuff at him from out of the 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 out of the fridge. They throw carrots at him and he just bats it away. They throw cookies at him and he just eats it. And then the guy just throws a carton of milk at him and it goes slow-mo as it goes through the air (laughs) and crashes on his face. And he's just going, oh, no. It burns. It burns. burns. Sizzling (laughs) under the whole fat milk. Yeah, you know, has to be whole fat though. Yeah, it's all in the pasteurization or lack and of it. Exactly.
0: And why? Why is he allergic to milk? It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It
2: doesn't, this is Brian Blessed we're talking about.
0: Or in the sequel, maybe there's a flashback. It starts with that incident, the milk incident. Exactly. You know, exactly.
2: Yeah, I, I, I can see it now. I can see this having three, four, <laughs> or five films.
0: And so off the back of that, there are two two questions off, off the back of that then. Um, one would be, how well is it received? And is it received in the nature of it, of how it's supposed to? Uh, and the second question would be, where in this film or in, in another film does Mrs. Claus? And how oh, does Mrs. Claus materialise so in your do universe?
2: You, do you know what? I did have a think about a Mrs. Claus, right? But I think... If we have in the first one just Brian Blessed as Santa Claus and and mm. Mrs Claus, it detracts from the from mm, having that yeah. main villain. 100%. However, in maybe two or three or even you know later on when he needs that accomplice, maybe he's been too mm. badly scolded by Milk and Mrs Claus turns up with <laughs> oh, evil elves. Yeah, and that sort of Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did have a think about that. And then what was your other question? Your
0: um, Well, so first of all, I just want to say that's, that's a fantastic idea, dividing it, because then you get more material out of it. So then you've got a Mrs. Claus, you know, as his accomplice in one of them. You can maybe have um mrs claus is back and she wants a divorce and it's like a clause versus clause <laughs> so you have and then like in this small town they're they're fighting still the two of them love it and like and and trying to out murder each other you love know it. So, like that's that's one of the slasher <laughs> film out-murder. entries um you know sort of freddie versus jason but like yeah they're, they're trying to get the, the tally up in fact, they'll be, of course, they'll be trying to... I hope you don't mind me riffing off of this, but they'll be trying to get the kids to be naughty, secretly influencing them in, in a sort of I like... I see. You know, yeah. So them. that they can then justify... They, they get added to ah, their
2: list. So then there's an evil yeah. elf just sort of with a chalkboard totting up the murders and that sort exactly. of thing. You know, yeah. Exactly.
0: Exactly. I feel and like well, Who would gold. play the evil elf?
2: <laughs> Nicolas <laughs> <think> Cage.
0: So. <laughs> Nicolas Cage, yes. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Claus needs to be... I, I haven't got a Mrs. Claus, I really haven't, but Nicholas Cage needs to be that elf. So dressed I, in the elf's clothes. Who was who
1: yeah. the, uh, the woman in Harry Potter? It's not Imelda... Imelda Taun- Staunton. Yeah. Staunton.
2: I don't think she's got the stature for it. However, I'm thinking the Trunchbull from Matilda.
0: She is nightmare-inspiring,
2: definitely. Because she was also in Harry Old Potter. School. She was the aunt that um, Harry actually... She's like the Dursley sister, who they she you know when she inflates and floats off into the sky. Oh, of that's course, actually yeah. I don't know the actress's name unfortunately, but that's the Trunchbull as well. Um, I'll find
1: it and add it to the list. Don't worry.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good call, man. So then, the other thing I was going to ask was, how is it received? How does it go over the way it's intended? Does it get a cult following? Is it a smash hit? How, how does it? I don't do see
2: this people... making Fast and Furious money. Let's say that. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> this, I, I feel like this has got to be. It's going to be a cult cult film, but I feel like it's got a digital release on something like Shudder. You know, okay. the new the new yep. Amazon platform that's completely devoted by to horror. However, sure. if we can get Neil Blumhouse involved, I can see us making a lot of money on this. And yeah. also, with Blumhouse comes Jordan Peele. So, two excellent producers. This could take this to, to new heights. However, I'd like to keep it as cult as possible. So you mm. could imagine it having sort of midnight screenings at the Prince Charles Theatre in Leicester Square, where people were chucking lobs rocks, like lumps of coal, at the screen, and that of sort of thing. they are. Yeah, you know.
0: Someone splashing them with milk on the way out. Exactly. Brilliant. You know? Completely. And they're all doing the catchphrase in his voice. It burns! <laughs> <laughs> and they're all. Yeah.
1: And then what? One screening, he'll he'll be there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah.
3: Yes. And he just turns up at the end. <laughs> ho ho ho! <laughs> like my sh-
2: <laughs> I love oh, it. Yeah. I think we've got something here, yeah. guys. I think we need to contact Brian Blessed immediately.
0: Yes, yeah, so let's just leave out all of the stuff where we slated him. Mm. But, but I do think <laughs> <laughs> that, he's, that he's perfect.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think you know anything to get him back on the screen. You know, he's climbed enough mountains and put that on BBC, and it's time for him to <laughs> to, to go into cinema.
0: So that was a fantastic idea uh, for Merry Hell, um, Anthony. Thank you very much. Um, looking forward to hearing Dan's idea now. Um, Dan, is it, where does it fall on the scale? Similar, different, Christmas themed? Well, how are we going?
3: There's a little crossover. There's a little crossover, and you'll Ooh. see what I mean. At least Anthony said something, and I was like, oh no, this could be my pitch. God, same as, same as before. Like, there's a little crossover. Merry mm. um, Hell. It's Christmas, right, isn't it? Of course it's Christmas. Uh, Yeah. And when you think of Christmas, what three films do you think of? Die Hard. Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, Die Hard and Home Alone. It's Home Alone, isn't it?
0: Ah, okay. Okay. So
3: Merry Hell is produced and directed by Macaulay Culkin, (laughs) who stars in it. Yeah. And it's the sequel to all the sequels of Home Alone, (laughs) (laughs) set at their age now.
2: Oh, man. Oh, wow. Okay.
3: It's been years since they've they've all gone their separate ways, all the cousins, all the older brothers. They live all around. And uh, Dad has died, because he has in real life, John Hearn, RIP. And um, they decide, in his honour, they'll take a trip to France, which they never got to do instead of paris it's too busy they'll go to some you know chateau in the middle of france and they'll get a massive like castle like chateau and all hang out there as a family to raise a glass to dad and celebrate christmas the proper way um everyone's in the airport and it's all getting busy and kevin goes off for a beer and, like, you're, you're almost certain that's it. He's going to be left at home again. But he doesn't. He gets on the plane. Everyone's on the plane. It's gone really, really well. They all fly off to France and they go to the chateau and they're having a lovely time. And things, are, you know, people are pulling a hair, doing nuggies, like absolute Easter egg flashbacks to Home Alone. Mm-hmm. And they all reminisce and think about how nice it would have been for Dad to have been there. And. And how nice it was that Kevin managed to finally make it. Ha, 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 ha. And they all go to bed. In the middle of the night, there is a blood-curdling scream. Mum is dead at the bottom of the stairs. A paint can has caved her skull in. Oh! Boomf. And it turns really dark at this point. And what happens is, throughout, they, they try, like, maybe it looks like it's a whodunit. Over time, Uh each one of the family members dies horrifically in bizarre ways that are absolutely linked to all the booby traps that Kevin did in Home Alone. And they're like, it's only like three or four in that Kevin realizes this is what's happening. Everyone starts to blame and think it's Kevin because obviously he's the booby trap central, right? And they haven't seen each other in ages. Kevin's like an alcoholic. I'm not sure how close we can get to that, but you know, he's he's an alcoholic. Everyone he's glad he's there, but he started to, you know, all the chat about him never making it and stuff. He's got been getting resentful, and people start dying. And one by one, they all get picked off. They all get picked off. And then out in the field, they see a glimpse of something. And it eventually transpires that the two burglars or in fact, only one of the burglars, because other one's not made it either. Only one, the one of the burglars has made it back. And you think, you think it's him picking off all of Kevin's mm. family one by one. He even leaves a note through the, through the letterbox, which is electrified. So when someone goes to get it, they die. Of course. Um, and he says, it's like, I'm leaving you till last. Um, and so it goes on and on and on. And eventually there's this final sort of battle between Kevin who, who he's too old he doesn't know how to do booby traps and he's just avoiding booby traps as his family die left right and centre finally gets down one to one with this criminal and and he says it's not me I've been trying to help I've been trying to save you and just as that like he dies from something I mean some kind of tack on the floor he falls down the stairs or whatever a blowtorch blows off the bottom of the top of his head or something he's melted his head or something <laughs> and just just as he just as he finishes like the final twist you turn around and there is um what was the what was the guy the that, guy you know, with door? the shovel when they, oh, right yeah now, marley old man marley yeah. who was suspected serial killer but they turned around. it wasn't it's him and he says Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Oh, kills him. Blackout.
0: Good. Love oh, it. Oh, man.
1: Nice. All Love right. it.
0: Merry that, Hell. I'm going to...
1: Oh, go on, Ryan. Go on, mate. I was going to say the one thing I thought, you know, you as you see them in the field. It should be like the the coats and the hat and everything yeah. like that. And then when he runs up to them, it's like a scarecrow. Love and it. And just, it's just that jacket of the two guys. Yeah love
2: it i have to say i was i was very pleased with the inclusion of the filthy animal quote I, that yes. was going to be one of my questions yeah has it's to got be to that has yeah. to be my my only my only question is how old is this guy now because <laughs> if he was oh yeah absolutely <laughs> <And> the, <laughs> that's the, such
0: the a good acti- point as well
3: <laughs> the actor who's played him the actor who's played him is is sadly dead as well Mm. so it'd have to be a guy that kind of looked like him unless we're going to go for some like deep fakes we could have dad well dad's the the whole point of meeting up is dad but we could have the two criminals but still have sort of a deep fake if we wanted that's what they would
0: do Um, isn't it in in poor taste they would bring one of them back CGM like Grand Moff Tarkin oh hang
3: on Joe Pesky and Daniel Stern are both alive.
0: Aren't oh, yeah. Daniel Stern. That's was going to yeah.
2: so
3: they can both be. There's two criminals, and you know they're, okay. they're, they're fine. Yeah, there's going to be
2: a lot of walking sticks on this set, isn't there? Yeah,
3: <laughs> absolutely. Well, you know they did it in the Irishman, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <and> they can youth <laughs> them up a little. Couldn't they?
0: Could Kevin have children of his own? In some, like, would that be something? That's I think happened?
3: we need to. I think just because, yeah, just because you want we've him had be it in focus. Anthony's one, yeah, and him to be the focus. So yeah. I think, and also that he's. Really ruined his life. Yeah, like he's he's destitute. he's he, well, not destitute. But he's an alcoholic. He's mm-hmm. he's really resentful of everything that he did. I think like what well, he got messed up. His parents abandoned him like how mm-hmm. many times? He's going through therapy. So if I was the the studio head taking this
0: idea in, I'd be like, okay, well, it's a fantastic idea. I love it. Um, <laughs> but I think that there's a way that you can have your cake and eat it because there is no way that that would make a long-lasting Christmas film that people. Would talk about and they'd want to rewatch. It would make a fantastic sort of indie play off of, you know, yeah. reboot and play off of the. But I think you can have your cake and eat it. So, and, I, and if you've seen the game, the film, the game that um, that is the forgotten um, Michael Douglas film that David Fincher directed. Uh, I believe film. it was before. Brilliant film, brilliant film. I brilliant loved film. it and didn't see the twist coming. And, and it's very, you know, twisty turny. And I absolutely loved it. So you already know where I'm going with this, but if you've seen it but i think that it's kevin's i'm going to just going to say it like this it's kevin's intervention so what happens is all of the family members are alive and what they've been yeah. doing the whole time with the help of the robbers and everyone is having him confront his ptsd and his oh. serious issues that he's been having with wow. the fact with the lot you know the family leaving him yeah. so many times and this whole thing has been staged the dad maybe was like i want this to happen before i die with with kevin. kevin yeah, 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 yeah. so they they've done this to try and get Kevin's sort of um, over
3: his. Um, they thought we'd get him over his PTSD by mm. murdering themselves in front of him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Listen, somehow That's it works. I mean, so I'm not. Up, I'm not the writer. Right? Here. I'm so just the studio up. head. It could just be
1: like it, it could be it could be like off-screen deaths, you know, like that sort of thing where they. Like, You've you got see to the see the, the booby came. traps, though. You've got to see the booby traps. So my my thinking,
3: and I like that because that could that could eventually go on and on. But my thinking was that this is a Macaulay Culkin produced and directed like he. No, this is his, Macaulay Culkin's um, sort of therapy right. of getting rid of Home Alone <laughs> by murdering everyone in it, including himself. It's him divesting oh, okay. himself of, of, of Kevin. And so it was. it's not meant to be a Christmas hit at all. In fact, it'd probably, he might release it at Christmas for the irony of it all, but it's not meant to be a box office hit. It, I reckon it probably would be. I think it would be a real... Well, maybe not a box office hit, but it would be an absolute sort of cult following and the easter eggs would be so like, he'd have really thought it out it'd be really really specific far more specific than i can be but um yeah so I, I like the idea of taking on a series but i don't think macaulay ever wanted it to be a series he wants it a one and done here's me divesting everything <laughs> goodbye kevin never come back again thank oh, you oh
0: wow i see so it's not really redemptive it's more um, him reconciling with it and killing that yeah. part of himself. Interesting. That's right. Yeah. Wow, man, you never get it made, but it's a great idea. That's <laughs> Do you know what? I don't. I,
2: I don't know. I don't know. I think there would be a studio out there brave enough to bring back Home Alone in whatever form. Well, I just. W- if you think about Cobra Kai
1: um, and how and what what that's done, where it's actually it's full. Uh, karate kid canon Mm. and it's really it's fantastic so if some like it might be even be the same studio that did that so they've got like the reboot that was youtube that was a youtube Mm. series it was youtube it got picked up by netflix yes so that's yeah
0: but in cobra kai did absolutely all of the original cast die uh, unceremoniously murdered (laughs) okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) r.i.p mr Miyagi.
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) um i have a question for dan regarding the What rating do you see this film Mm. as?
3: This is full like eighteen, like it's it, Great. The, the murders. Well, whereas we've seen the PG, because there's that um, website, isn't there, about all the booby traps that Kevin did would pretty much have killed everyone. Like one of <laughs> yeah. them, one of his um, older brothers has to or sisters has to get an iron to the face. Yeah. This, oh yeah. Like cave this guy and burnt their face off. As you said, whatever, blowtorch. Kind of the blowtorch yeah. to the, the head. That's right. it. And, that's and the, tarantula. One the second one where it's a blowtorch, <laughs> but it's also gasoline. It blows the entire house yeah. up and they walk out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that's. So all of those, and I think it's going to be super gruesome. I think it should
1: show the what the booby traps would have done. So the Kevin has has to
3: kind of own up to it.
1: Yeah, here's a question: for a cameo uh, in Home Alone Two: Lost in New York, um, Donald Trump makes an appearance. Will he be making an appearance in this film? (laughs) Do you reckon? I can I can neither confirm nor deny (laughs) that.
0: The president himself has said he will be appearing in the film, but whether he actually will or not, who knows? Yeah, Yeah.
3: He tweeted about his involvement. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. Also, it'd be great to have Tim Curry involved as well, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah.
0: I think that he has to... And excuse my language here, but then it was the president of the United States of America that said this first. I think that he has to be murdered immediately after trying to grab... Getting um, yeah. McAllister's mum by the pussy is what I'm going <laughs> to say, love it. and then he gets unceremoniously murdered immediately afterwards.
2: By, by the mum for trying. By to... the mum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a completely different film now. <laughs> so, uh,
3: uh, even better, even better. They film in it, film him in it, and then they just cut the scene completely because that would be worse for him, right? It would, Waste his it? time.
2: I, I had yeah. a thought when you were saying so. He, they're all in the airport at the beginning and. He's gone off to get a beer or something. Is he just an alcoholic or is he, you know, shooting up in the bathroom? Like, what level probably.
3: I think we should just stay with alcoholism because we can drive that all the way through. Unless right. he starts thinking some of these are hallucinations or whether he's seeing the things are hallucinations. So we could have that. Um, maybe we, he gets more and more drug see, as time goes by.
2: Right, so wake um, up, eggnog straight away, and his mum's yeah. like, "What are you doing, Kevin?" And he's and like, "No, you left
3: like, me. <laughs> yeah, like,
2: you, you don't know me." And yeah. Maybe when he's having the beer,
3: maybe when he's having the beer at the airport, he thinks he sees one of the criminals. That w- mm. that would be quite cool. The, oh the yeah, he starts seeing them everywhere, or, um, or he
2: keeps getting flashes of the old man, which actually then turn out to yeah, not be t- hallucinations yeah. at all. It turns yeah, out to exactly. actually be he's followed them. He's on the plane. He turns around and he sees the old man staring at him from 37B or wherever he's sat in. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. I think I, it's great.
3: I, I just like the the final turnaround that you've never even thought about. Old man Marley throughout the whole film, mm. like he's it's, mm. it's, it's, it's like definitely the criminal, is definitely whatever. And the last thing you see is him just smashing the life out of Kevin with his spade <laughs> oh, and that's
0: it. <laughs> that's so awful that's I, can't, so I can't get on board with that I honestly I, I can't do that to <laughs> Kevin McAllister
3: you uh, know? I think it's brilliant I know a lot of people that would have wanted to
2: <laughs> the thing the thing is though that there's not that many movies out there that end on such a horrific mm. ending because you don't get any mm. reprieve it's not like are we are we having bang smashed to the head Finn, are we having like literally it's over, <laughs> that's it, leave the cinema now yeah. or are we have having... Mer-
3: Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, spade to the head. Yeah. Blood.
2: The end. Or maybe sort of like wow. a post a post credit scene where we hear a beep 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 and he wakes up in bed with a bandage around his head and he tries to touch his head but he's actually handcuffed to the bed because he's been arrested for the murder of his whole family. <laughs>
3: that's, so, <laughs> that, that's, that's how the worse. second if if they chose to go on that's how the second one would open isn't it so if you black out then it would <laughs> be, be like lost in
0: New Mexico or lost in like Cuba or somewhere Guantanamo <laughs> like, Bay.
2: That's, that's, how, Bay. <laughs> that's how you that's actually how you weave Die Hard in isn't it so he wakes up in the hospital bed and he's chained to it and he's like damn I've got to get out of here and he, he sees IV he hangs an IV bag and fills it with like cement and it swings and cracks someone in the face <laughs> and he's like trying to get out of the hospital through the air vents and stuff and <laughs> yeah he's like, escape out it. of
0: the hospital oh yeah, man, that's, that's the it. second one and he's in yeah, some sort um, of yeah backwater the soundtrack the nowhere. is
3: all the soundtrack is all bastardized versions of the home alone soundtrack yeah <laughs> enough to not infringe copyright but also like really darkly twisted so the strings are melting all the way through and the, mm. the, the choir is like ever so slightly out of tune with each other so mm. it's very mm. discordant
1: when Christmas rolls around, there is a Spotify playlist called "Creepy Christmas," and it is like all of the Christmas songs with like lone, like deep notes, just like rising slowly oh throughout God, all of them. Nice. It's really creepy. Uh, when it gets to Christmas, check it out.
2: What well, uh, another another <laughs> not- question for Dan? Yeah, are we so? And tell me, tell me to be quiet as well, because I, I I really enjoy your pitch and I think it's such a great idea. But could we open? On sort of an alcoholic anonymous meeting, yeah, or, sure. Or, you know, he goes, "Hi, my name's Kevin," and everyone's like, "Oh, hey, Kevin." You know, and he's standing up there going, "I've got to go on holiday with my parents." That sort of thing. So that's like the uh, yeah, setup yeah. for the movie. When I was it? twelve,
0: yeah. or however old he was, when I was right. twelve, my parents left me at an airport, blub and that's when I started drinking. And I was on my own. I drank sh- the shaving fluid or whatever. There we go, you exactly. Know, I, or yeah, something. Yeah. That's yeah, a great down, idea, Anthony. Downing mouthwash. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a great opening. And, That's so and, and then dark. they
1: left me again when I was yeah. 14 and yeah. I drank all the mini bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: God. Oh my and God. He's,
2: he's like, I don't know, flicking a 30 day sober chip in his pocket because he knows it's not true. You know, he's one of those, <laughs> those sort of like so deep and dark. And he just, you know, he's oh, got he a show. Put it let
1: it show. Like at the gambling machines at the airport, he should just put it like on top of it and then walk away
3: or after he he's pays, had it... he he pays for his beer at the airport with it with that's yeah. it Do you know what i mean yeah he's yeah. on the, leaves it
2: on the bar walks away moves bar. his that's hand that's and brilliant. it's just on the bar yeah he's like damn i've yeah. got to go away with these guys as well you know starts running to the game doing it for dad yeah Do you know what i mean
3: like hasn't seen them in so many years yeah, yeah but,
2: i mean we forget though so like we, we we forget that his dad left him too so he's obviously going to have some sort of resentment over yeah
3: absolutely him absolutely and i think that's all that all comes out and i think maybe maybe the like the scenes in between all the deaths are like the family trying to come to terms like a family therapy session mm-hmm. <laughs> and like not and then one of them gets like one of them's like i can't deal with this i've got to go and then they get murdered
2: right exactly and so, there's, like, you know Kevin, I mean? like, you smashing deal... the eggnog again come on mate yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> exactly or he goes off to get a drink or like to to get out of there and then he hears a scream and there's someone someone dying so yeah
2: love it i I absolutely love it and are we going to have the iconic Kevin Mcallister face slap you know oh of course
0: <laughs> <laughs> how how and when that's you need to you need to give us that Dan we need to
1: come up with that it has to when is that going to come into the movie that's... Ryan looks
3: like he's he, well, you...
1: I know I had one I had one where the mum would be counting everyone on the plane and then she's like Kevin and he's like and he's already sat in his seat. Yes, yeah, so I'm yeah. here.
2: <laughs> but you could have oh. it right at the end. so when he opens the door and he sees it's the old yes. man yes. Are, but are we gonna go as far as breaking the fourth wall? Is he gonna look directly into the camera? And then slap his own face. <laughs> <laughs> <Is he good? laughs>
3: or do we, do we open with that? So you know you're saying you're Alcoholics Anonymous. Is he sat like that at the beginning? So the first shot we see is him there as it zooms in so that it fades open just to his face. Hi, I'm Kevin and I'm just, an alcoholic. Yeah, just to
0: Love twist it. that image, to change yeah. your idea of that image forever. And that's
2: yeah. what it would do. <laughs> oh my god. I can never watch a High alone film again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we've heard two wonderful uh, and very, very different pitches for Merry Hell so far from Anthony and Dan. Before we jump into Ryan, the dupes pitch, I just wanted to remind everyone that at the end of 24 episodes of our season, you will vote on the winning idea. Now, what will happen with that idea is it will be made into a trailer. So we put that on our YouTube channel. We'll pr- Let's be honest, we'll probably be acting in it as well. We'll all be cobbling <laughs> together. We've all got experience in, in filmmaking, um, acting Sean, in... Unless
3: Go on. they get on the Patreon and sponsor us to be in you get to one of the things is to be in so we would love
0: nothing more than to have you guys the audience be in it instead of us so if you if you jump on our patreon um you can subscribe as 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 low as a cup of coffee a month um, and that just keeps us ticking over, and it keeps us being able to bring this content to you with the quality at which we we we're happy to to uh, to bring to you. Um, but spring for one of the higher tiers, and you can be in the trailer exactly. So, if you if you can't do that, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel anyway, which is where the podcast episodes go up. Um, but. That's also where we'll be putting the trailer Um, and any little teases. um, We put up the the winners videos and the um, commiseration videos for um, the winners and losers of our heats. You can also jump on our Twitter, our Instagram and our Facebook page at SlashTube and we will do our best to chat to you. We're always on there and we always want to hear whether you agree or disagree basically with me um, or if you have your own uh, better ideas or worse ideas. Because uh, we we love the bad ideas here at Slash Dupe. They're they're secretly they're my favourite. Um, so yeah, jump jump on our socials and um, and give us a shout, and we might give you a shout out in the episode. So Ryan, you're the dupe, and you've had a little bit of time to think about your idea for Merry Hell, and I'd be interested in seeing if you go for the Christmas theme as well, or if you have a different twist on it.
1: Thanks, Sean. So I have gone for the Christmas theme. So this is a weird this is a really weird thing. I'm essentially I want this to be a documentary. And I want it I'm gonna forecast basically what happens in a documentary, but we all know a documentary isn't particularly forecasted, right? You know, it's not mm. like a film. So Merry Hell will open like that real like high gloss documentary will open on like a slow-mo shot of doors opening at Black Friday. In a huge department store and people sprinting in and like and then all these jump cuts of all these news reports of like you know millions of pounds are spent all the stuff like um all these all these cuts and what it will be merry hell will be uh an expose of two different groups one is a huge department store like a liberty or something like that where they are Oh, uh, wait, hang on. Let me let me let me just come back. Sorry. So open the Black Friday and then it will say 27 days till Christmas uh, if we're going by this calendar year. But it will be however many. Um, And then it will be split between the two of them. And it's it's basically between Black Friday and Christmas how this how this store ramps itself up for that and the first thing so you look at like a liberty like a department store said and you know they'll the manager will be moaning because oh he's only getting a million this year for his budget for christmas rather than you know one and a half or two or whatever and that's one side of it and then the other side is like a row of independent shops who can't pot on all the ridiculous sales that the Black Friday, that the larger companies can for Black Friday and the ridiculous price points because, you know, they've got to run the store themselves. So this, like, little arcade of shops decides to all band together, put a little bit of money in the kitty each and try and pot on, like, this sort of budget display to try and bring attraction to people, to independent stores and spend independently. And it would just be the sort of, the split and the tropes of those. You know, you have... And I guess like the manager will almost be like this David Brent style, you know, sort of like, you know, like I said, who's moaning at getting a million instead of, you know, a million and a half or somebody, um, you know, there's like the marketing girl who's like, oh, no, I hate that shade of red. No, go get me this and everything like that. And, you know, they're trying to like they, are you know, getting right. We need to book a celebrity to come along and like this, that and the other. But then the local groups are like, okay, well, we know Steve down the road helps out with this and you know they're all trying to like figure out how much money they can spare to to sort of put on this display um I think what i what I think will happen with it will be that the the small independent stores and you'll have that countdown timer over you know 27 days and it'll be like 25 days whatever 20 days as it's getting closer and closer and closer to Christmas and then when they finally put the display on like a few days before what I think will happen is like the community one will be like everyone's having a really good time everyone's happy like smiling like all this stuff and then the big store where they do their thing it's like completely vapid like no one's paying attention to the particular shade of red that the Uh, woman picked out that she spent days picking out you know to get that exact tinsel no one cares about the celebrity they're just walking around but uh, you know the other one the community you feel and i think what will happen it'll be one of those things where after the documentaries come out that arcade of shops will like get really busy people will make a point to go to shop at these shops because they were in that um they were in this documentary series and they will you know and it's to sort of try and drive people to spend more spend more locally the other night i was uh was talking to our neighbours out the front, and um, one of our housemates sort of said, "Oh, you know, so what was South Norwood like where we live? What was that like, um, you know, 20 years ago?" And he was like, "There was a shop, every shop you could possibly want. There was it was on the high street." He goes, "Now it's just not like that, you know, because of Amazon's, because of huge department stores, because of things like that." So yeah, that's my idea of merry hell for a sort of mm. a, a weird, a weird title for it. But obviously, for some, it's a good time and for others it's it's
0: not no you've used you've used the title in a really intriguing way and i think as if it's a documentary i particularly i think the ti- it's a good title for a documentary and it's, it's 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 intriguing it does draw people in and they think well where's that what's the connection and i think i think you've sort of you've taken the brief and you've, you've you know and you've used it really well i have um, to say
2: i was not expecting that especially Thank for mine do you know what i mean? <laughs>
0: It's a road trip
2: uh, in in
0: America, and someone's dead.
2: (laughs) The go-to's
0: rehashing that old idea again. No, no, that's yeah.
1: It's true. I I think there will be a lot of struggles with it. You know, like people will be like, "I can't put that much money in like my business," and maybe one of the independent stores has to close down before it gets to Christmas because they just can't do it. Um, So, one of the coolest. I just
3: realised what I said and I've got to follow through that now. One of the coolest documentaries <laughs> I've watched recently was um, was Cheer on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen it. And it follows the story of a cheerleading squad in America. One of the top cheerleading squads. And how they go through um, training, through um, choosing their team and going to, going to the team in the end. Which all seems pretty... You know, I don't want to say vapid because cheerleading is a hard, hard sport. But um, you know, the idea It feels of, low stakes. Yeah. If you told me about it, it I'd be like, "Well, that's." It of is stuff not matter. low stakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. every week is like gripping, and they've, they've taken something that might not be interesting to many people outside of that circle and made it inherently gri- like really interesting because mm. of the people. So they've really found the right people to focus on and to take their yeah. stories through. There's, it's a lot of underdog stuff going on in there. But there's peril every week someone really badly hurts themselves, right? And you never know what's going on. And they don't cover it up. Like someone gets tossed 15 foot in the air and you just hear, bam, crying. Ooh. And everyone going, oh, God. And like she's like put a, <laughs> put a shoulder out or something or someone's back... And these kids are good kids. They're just like not necessarily had the best start in life and they're finding mm. their way through. Anyway, go watch Cheers, what I'm saying. But also, <laughs> that seems like what we'd have to sell in merry hell. I say we because yeah. obviously now it's our pitch, is that yeah. you want to find the the shop assistant that is there because her family are struggling and this is the only way she can get and watching it shut down and how she comes up with amazing ideas or does a new shop yeah. decoration that gets people in or sells things
1: and i i like the idea that each you know you get a little bit of an exposé of each of the shops in this arcade mm-hmm. you know in each of the episodes you know they'd be like well yeah this diner you know my grandfather opened it you know and they had the best eggs and ham you know in, or whatever and like and you know and you get to know that it's like it is the locals that um that go eat in this place you know they know it they love it but they're not exactly gonna so you know how are they going to compete with the department store
2: (laughs) so speaking speaking to that say if you did have a diner and they were trying to make some more money and then they started trying you know uh put chairs outside in the it, I'm guessing there's like a, a like a little parking lot in front of these this mm. you know little um strip of shops and then the police come and try and shut it down because they haven't got the right permits and then you have some sort of like internal oh well an external struggle between the actual customers backing these shops up and then yeah. you know it just speaks a bit more to the community vibe of what you're talking about. I really like your idea. However, have you thought of a of, of a narrator and if you haven't i think brian blessed is available <laughs> <laughs> he's always available yeah. I,
1: think, I mean it would it, your your narrator would definitely be it, it it would be like um like i said like this high gloss net netflix one so when i watched in a similar vein to what you were mentioning dan Uh, last chance you does a similar thing Mm. and very there's very little narration it's more like you sometimes will hear the interviewers ask a question like very low but you focus on those charismatic people and I think that's where this will be and it it will be like something you know a a woman who or, or a man who opens their own clothing store and they're trying to get um you know, how do they do the decorations, you know, like, are they, you know, how are they going to attract more people if they're just a roadside strip mall, or they're an arcade of shops, you know, one of the things I loved in in Amsterdam was just you turn a couple of streets, and there would just be like five or six little independent shops mm. in between a whole bunch of houses, and then you just carry on, and like, you know, mm. 10 streets later, it's the same thing, how do all these guys do it, you know, and it was, yeah, it's, it's as you said, Sean, it was something that, It's actually something that I think about. I know a lot of people who specifically buy from independent stores and don't go shopping at Amazon and don't go to big places. You know, they support local, um, even to like you know, going to your local butcher still rather than a Tesco's. And mm. uh, I think that's the sort of chords it will strike with people. You know, it will. That's, that's the after effect of this docu-series. It's not just these particular strip malls. People will start going to them because it's like a, a, a trendy thing to do. It's an Instagrammable thing to do. But it will get people to think about, actually, I'm going to go to Sally Hands down the road and get her to make me a dress or something like that.
0: Mm. And the poster... Have you thought about how it would be marketed to people?
1: Um, That is a good... uh, Okay, so it would be split down the middle, and one side of it would be, like, the huge sexy department store with, like, like the front foyer entrance for the sexy department store, and then the other side would just be, like, the road with all of the shops along the side of it.
0: Yeah, and on the side of the uh, department store, you have, like department store mannequins on the outside trying to usher you in and then on the side of the 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 sort of the, the strip the real malls, as you said you've got all the people in and they're all laughing and they're sharing things and it's like a community thing
2: mm. yeah. yeah I like that I, 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 have to, I have to say I do like I, I think that's something that I would actually watch I like to see how how big business operates as well because I'm, I'm guessing you would have I know your primary focus is on the, the, the strip mall and, you know, the independent sellers and everyone who owns their own stores. However, you could maybe have one of those sort of panorama hidden camera going into the big store. No, well, the, the big stores are part of it. The big
1: store oh. is like the other half of this documentary where, as you said, you've got the... They get a celebrity in, you know, they try and get someone into... I mean, how many christmas lights switch-ons. have you been and there's been like very true. you know someone from a or like uh o-town you know coming in and turning on your <laughs> christmas lights or whatever but they're trying to do something like that but you know they've got like all this money and but like nobody cares like nobody cares that they're performing in the middle or something like that you know no one mm. cares that you know jennifer spent two days trying to find oh no i need this particular tinsel this length this hue you know rather than like just getting something out of the bargain bin but making it into something that's really beautiful and pretty is mm. the two different mm. sides of things and sort of that you know, that juxtaposition of like these huge stores that can do all these ridiculous sales that have millions and millions on budget um and I think, you know, it's and where, why, why I wanted to start it on Black Friday is because these sort of companies make loads of money on those on that weekend, but the independent stores might not. So that's where they're allocating their budget. That's, that's, the, that's the start point. Then both of them are like, well, based on our Black Friday sales, we can spare a thousand dollars or pounds or wherever this is set um, to contribute to the community event. Uh, but then the huge company goes, oh, what? I'm only getting a million instead of a million and a half. Yeah, well, you know, corporate are really, you know, tugging at their purse strings this year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you riff off of Black Friday as a notion initially, where it came from, and and now how it's been co-opted and what it stands for, and then you can you can have both parties be miffed at online sales, and there's there's a lot of potential in there definitely to cover a lot of topics, and Cause we, and because we were
1: very used to like. Uh, you know, back to school, um, Halloween, Christmas, and only in the last sort of three or four years has it now gone Halloween, Black Friday, then Christmas. Mm. Like, now it's become such a huge thing, especially in the UK, that it gets its own separate month basically in between Halloween and, and Christmas.
0: All right, we've had three uh, fantastic ideas now, uh, all completely different from the title Merry Hell, but I've been told, uh, but we all know now that Anthony has uh, a couple of ideas up his sleeve, so I was wondering if you could regale us Anthony. Has anyone touched upon any of your ideas so far? Actually, or are they completely do you know what? Different?
2: Completely different to what everyone's been talking about, really? so I'm, I'm quite happy about that. Um, so, this is where the punctuation comes in and it's the punctuation is key. Mm-hmm. So the first idea is Merry comma Hell, right? So it's okay. a place called Merry in Hell. Nice. <laughs>
3: right.
0: And now yeah. in
2: this instance, Hell is short for Helsinki. Okay? Okay. <laughs> so it's it's a serial killer miniseries set in Helsinki, right? So it's about right. it's, like a, it's a procedural with like cops, you know, like like it's a BBC4 Prime yeah. show, right? You, yeah, and it opens up with Merry, comma Hell with one L, but then mm-hmm. in Blood, the other L is written. Brilliant. Okay. Oh
0: yeah, that's it. That's yeah. great. Something yeah. like that.
2: Um, the next one I, I was I was quite quite happy about. It's also Merry, comma Hell, but it's animated. It's an animated mm-hmm. series, sort of in the same vein as a Big Mouth on Netflix mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, and it's. About workers in hell trying to make it better and more comfortable for the people who live there.
1: <laughs> like an and opposite, opposite even... good
2: place. Exactly. Do you know what? If you could see my screen right now, <laughs> opposite big place is what I've got written down. So, and also I'm thinking sort of Bob's Burgers-esque animation. Mm-hmm. Okay, And you can also have uh, where people try and remove them and get them up to heaven or into purgatory mm-hmm. or that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I had um, America Ferreira written down, mm-hmm. um, Andy Samberg, mm-hmm. Hannibal Buress, Ali Wong and Sam Rockwell, but Bill mm-hmm. Burr as the devil. Because of oh, yes, oh, of course. Yeah. I just think yeah, no. Bill Burr's got a very angry animated voice. Um, yes, yeah. <laughs> this last one, I actually was toying with the idea of having as my main one right oh okay so again I love a comma it's Mary comma hell Mm -hmm. and it's about a star quarterback called hell Mary (laughs) who who makes a deal with the devil for the best throwing arm in the game right yeah and as it progresses the arm starts to become possessed and he makes it all the way to the Super Bowl or whatever and he and the arm accidentally, well, not accidentally. The arm throws the ball so hard that as the receiver catches it, he dies essentially. <laughs> so, Amazing! You look, should have run with me, me one. <laughs> I know. I'm really so, now. I'm sick. Yeah. So, although Brian devil, Blessed, come on, uh, really. yeah, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> the devil's Brian
0: Blessed. Yeah. The, the
2: devil has to be played by Ray Otter. I will yes, have no questions. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, be. and Listen, an old radiota, an old radiota. Mm-hmm. not of not, course, not good fellas. We're talking saggy Ray yeah. right now, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and the quarterback has to be played by someone equally as trashy, like Emil Hirsch, Taylor Kitts, yes, oh my god, like Hirsch. yeah, perfect. Um,
1: yeah, and then at or the even end, a career
0: resurgence from hmm. um,
1: what about um, uh, Shia, Shia LaBeouf, you know, maybe because well, he's, he's gone on the great. other side, you know, I mean, yeah, I know he was a quarterback in 22 Jump Street, but uh, Kurt Russell's son. Um, oh, white russell yeah he's
0: too good he's too nice and he's too good you need I, I a real agree. piece of shit
1: that is if i <laughs> yeah, may, you do. If yeah, may.
3: Yeah, no no
2: you do i've With got greatest written... respect to all
3: previous actors mentioned <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: so i actually have written down Z movie vhs bin so this is the kind of quality that we're going for right <laughs> yeah. um and then at the uh, end you have some sort of you know Face to face, the devil and Taylor Kitch, Rayleigh Otter, they're standing on like the the middle of the football pitch. And he's like, I've never asked for this. I just wanted, you know, I just wanted to be amazing. And he's like, You got Mm -hmm. what you deserve and all that. And then he takes a ball and he goes, No more. And he throws the ball at the devil and the devil Mm -hmm. dies, essentially. And then his arm becomes non possessed again. Uh, But at the end of the movie, he's sort of sat there and his arm does like twitch. You know, so it's like, has does his arm not...
0: become heavenly once he throws the ball and it kills it's the, the devil? Strength. His arm becomes it's the
3: devil's. Strength. I he's know. not dead.
2: No, it's, it's, it's he yeah, it's, it, it just the, the possession breaks itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then oh, I'd said four, but I've actually got another one written here. So <laughs> the last one is a mockumentary set uh-huh. a, in like the seventies or eighties about a glam rock band called Merry Hell yeah and then, so, it would, it would be a glass of before,
3: course it would yeah. before you go any further Merry Hell is a folk band no set <laughs> that are uh, in Dorset no they're, are oh, you well, kidding they're a folk band um, that, that are based in Dorset yeah
2: Oh, well, we would get they,
0: them to play themselves then. They've we? ruined my
3: idea. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: It would be their foray into metal. It could be from well, they're,
3: they're, Yeah, they're sort of an English folk, folk rock band. But you could do... doesn't need to be a mockumentary at this point then, does it? It could be a documentary right, yeah. on Merry Hell. And, and I what, reckon that'll probably give you the yeah. mockumentary feel you want anyway, to be honest.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so those were my ideas. And yeah. I am slightly regretting not... Doing Hail Mary, that, the oh. demonic quarterback, as my main one. Because I just that think was the name so, yeah, it, Hail, that was brilliant. Hail Mary that was brilliant. Is just, yeah. is, you know. Yeah. Wait, great, sorry, because Sean,
1: does, Sean doesn't know sports. Sean, a Hail Mary is where you just. With no time left on the clock, you just throw the ball and hope to fuck someone catches it. Oh, I
0: genuinely didn't realise that. Oh, right,
1: okay. It's even better (laughs) That's added
0: a dimension to it that I I loved it anyway. That's
2: why I just I lost it when he said it. That's why I lost it. I just just thought, yeah, it's such such a great play on word and the cadence of actually saying Hail Mary fits like, Merry Hell, Hell, yeah. Merry, it just, it, yeah. That's beautiful. That's a
0: beautiful idea. I, My idea is 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 very brief, and it's it, for Merry Hell, and it's a Lord of the Rings spin-off featuring Merry, um, <laughs> the Hobbit, except that it was Tolkien channeling his World War um, sort of PTSD and making him take this sort of... Um, Johnny, get your gun, like this sort of acid trip, like through a hellscape as just a, a, a lone hobbit. And it would have been, it would have been like released by the Tolkien estate before they realised the potential of, you know, maybe keeping some material back or, or siphoning it off. And it would be made by the same people that made truckers, I don't know, like no oh, one at home yeah. will have seen truckers, the animated truckers that they did in the 90s it's that trippy sort of claymation
1: almost like stop motion animation. And it would Love just it. be
0: this, this <laughs> one shot film.
1: One mm. thing with your, your middle idea, Anthony for <laughs> Mary held like the animated ones set in. Yeah. Um, so it, w- I, when I briefly read the divine comedy, I say briefly, I, you know, I read about 12. It, when we lived together, <laughs> it was
0: on the toilet. It was, yeah. it was on the toilet system and it was a toilet, toilet
1: read. System, toilet a read. Toilet read. You know, um, um yeah. But there was there was one thing that really stuck with me on that is when in one of the circles of hell he goes to this area that's really like beautiful and it's got people like Salahuddin in it who in um, Western sort of beliefs we pictured him as an evil person, but to um, people in the in the Arabian area he was a liberator. So you know there's uh, and a unifier. So that I found is quite interesting. Maybe some of the people that are either working there or or they're
2: helping are. They're trying to change the conception of what people think they're like. Completely. So they could be walking around and then turn a corner and like Gandhi's there. And they're like, but why are you here? You know, what's (laughs) going on with you? That sort of thing. Or like Florence Nightingale is down there or something. And she like Mm. stole something once when she was a kid. And that kind of, (laughs) you know, Or she hit someone with a car by accident, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) there are different ideas of who should and shouldn't go to hell, right? So that's quite
2: interesting, yeah. Completely. But then it it led me to think about that Daniel Radcliffe show. That was, um, is it called Good Deeds or something like that? It was an an Amazon original. Mm -hmm. Uh, kind of the same sort of thing where he's just like I can't keep punishing people, and Steve Buscemi's in it as well, and it's just it. it got really highly praised, but I've never actually watched it. But um, right, I'd, maybe I'd, it's yeah. worth checking out. Maybe before
0: we greenlight your idea for Mary Hell. <laughs> yeah,
2: the demonic quarterback.
0: <laughs> 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 so, anyone who's been listening, and I know you've all been listening, you've heard an idea for Mary Hell about. Brian Blessed, as the Santa Claus, with his naughty list, who will—I don't even want to say it. What he does is he—he'll take naughty children, murder them with a hoe, with a perhaps with a hoe, and a ho ho ho, and he will—he'll. Wrap them, and oh, no, I don't. I'll cut that pause out. I was trying to think of like I can't bring myself to say it. It's so perfectly amazing. He wraps them up as a present and delivers the naughty children back to their own parents, um, and then it becomes almost a kind of uh, it's a slasher film where the where the children have to then trap uh, and prove to the adults that this horrific mythical clause um has been hunting them it's 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 inspired by it um and stranger things but completely and utterly and amazingly twisted Um, we had uh dan's merry hell which was um i can't it feels like it was about a million years ago that i heard this pitch because every pitch has been so different i feel like i've watched all of these films over a week's period we had dan's direct sequel to to the original Home Alones, but a follow-up from all of them, which, by the way, we didn't talk about whether we were even going to have the other actors, the other Home Alone actors, actually Uh, sort of come into it.
3: Everyone in it was who was in it. Just but what about, like, so Home
0: Alone 3? Are you going to have Scarlett Johansson come back because she was in Home Alone 3? Oh, Are you going to have
3: the God, kid no, I, from Home I Alone mean, 3? probably from the very original. All of them okay. make it all back, all okay. his cousins. and, and, and
0: So we have almost like, like what they did with, like, Days of Future Past or they or, or, or Superman, and they do this where they cut out the sequels and they'll just make a direct sequel to the original, the one that has the original fan base. Um, but it's it's Macaulay Corkin coming back... Um, as Kevin McAllister, as an adult, the entire adult cast is there, but he is directing it, and it's, this is in real life. This is his, this is his reconciliation of uh, the Home Alone franchise and how it it corrupted him, um, and how, in fact, um, he wants to kill the franchise and himself, uh, his character, in order to deal with. Uh, some of his issues. Um, it was very dark. I wanted it to be dark. I felt as as Dan was pitching it, I felt like I wanted it to be serious and about something. So, and, and it um, and it and it it lived up to that. Uh, and then we had a documentary idea f- um, from Ryan uh, on Mary Hell, which was a very subdued idea for, uh, from Ryan, but but one very introspective uh, and one that dealt with um, the nature of faceless corporations and big conglomerates versus the little man and we had the uh or the little person and we had uh, a documentary that dealt with the lead up to black friday uh and how a sort of community of shops uh and small businesses led up to that and as, as an alternative to how a huge department store with a huge budget led up to that and there are uh, there within lies um uh shopping versus online shopping and Um, and other details about um, the nature of Black Friday and perhaps even the education of where Black Friday actually came from.
1: It was about the lead-up to Christmas from Black Friday.
0: Yes, it was about the lead-up. I blame your pitch. Not my ability to remember. (laughs) um, Brilliant. (laughs) Not my ability to misremember everybody's ideas every time I do this. Um, Yes, the lead-up from Black Friday to Christmas. So they're all uh, completely different ideas. I'm going to I'm going to be very um straight down the line here on this one and I'm going to say um and I'm going to um eliminate uh, I don't normally do this but Ben Scriven at the first heat he gave me this this power I never saw that you could do this and I'm just going to go um it's Ryan, your idea is too, it's too hard to find, though it lives and dies on that community, on the people. If you get people that aren't interesting, you've spent all of that money and all of that time and you've not got a product at the end of it. It's not worth. It doesn't have that spark. It's, it's, it's so difficult to, to make it work. If you make it work, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful niche idea. It's, it's beautiful and has a reason to exist. But it's such on a, on a knife edge as to whether it, it works or not.
1: Sean, I'm going to go finish the rest of those two kilos of dumplings I mentioned earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I'm, I'm going to say this as well. Uh, Dan, Dan, your idea was, was beautiful. It was perfect. I, hesi- I, I, I hesitate to ask what the idea you had before you invented this one in the three minutes lead up. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, it's about a real person. And I don't know if we can, between the four of us, quantify his, his Home Alone experience for him um, or, or, to, or tell him how he needs to deal with his issues. Um, it's, it's too good. And as An- Anthony said earlier on, it's absolutely something we want to watch. Um, but I have to eliminate... Callie, call me. <laughs> we can discuss it. It's, it's too good. It's too good. And I'm going to do this as well. I'm going... I'm going to eliminate um, uh, Anthony's um, B-movie slasher idea, because the thing about that idea is it's too close to this train terminates. We'd, it's too high concept. It's too, it's, you know, if I, if I was a studio head going, right, we've, I would say we've already got one of these ideas. You know, we've, we've mm. got one of these ideas. I don't think I can plumb for two. We have to diversify. Um,
2: Brian will not be happy. <laughs>
0: Brian, and he'll, stalk, he'll try and stalk me.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, as much as I absolutely adore the idea, and I even adore the idea of this almost this Home Alone crossover at the end, this sort of twisted Christmas, and, and, it's, and it's such a fantastic idea for a Christmas film. I am going to instead, because as we established earlier on, there are no rules, I'm going to say that your um, pitch you're very brief and this is the strength of a log line sometimes or or, or yeah. even you know a uh, uh, sort of elevator pitch um your bargain bin vhs oh. quarterback <laughs> idea anthony it's great is, oh, it just captured you. everybody immediately in just the short span and i think the fact that you didn't get to you know sometimes in these meetings they say yeah but what else do you have and it sort of means that like, we're not going to go with your previous idea, but we, but we like you enough to, to maybe go with something else because we like you. So when you came at us with with that idea, um, regardless of whether it was your backup or your potential first idea, it just it hit a chord in all of us. Well, um, I've,
2: I've, thank you so much. I mean, I have to say I've, I've really enjoyed the, 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 this as a session. I think it's such a, a valuable thing. Even if people don't see it as that, I just think it's such a good creative atmosphere and i've really enjoyed myself and thank you so much sean for for having me and and choosing me as the winner (laughs)
0: it's a a real pleasure and i hope people at home don't mind me mind me messing up the rules because it's not it's it's about like finding something that connects and finding you know the sifting through the ideas and you know if, if it means changing the rules to make um you know the the devil's quarterback the devil's throwing on you know the winner i'll i'll change the rules because it's because it was a fantastic little pitch and do you know what i haven't i haven't really thought much about this anthony but maybe there's as as a an atonement for getting your name wrong for the first half of this podcast anthony um maybe we can have you back at some point in some capacity maybe if maybe if people vote for um or if our adjudicator selects um this uh, your idea of Mary Hell to go forward maybe we can have you back to pitch us the full idea with the adjudicator to try and I, I would, add I would value. love that
2: I would love that so much even if you just need someone to sit there and pass judgment on other people <laughs> I'm here for that as well <laughs> there's enough
0: of that already yeah. going around <laughs> with us
2: I could I could be the laugh, laughter track you know I could just sit here and laugh <laughs> but no oh, hang on there's a throwback there <laughs> yeah. To canned
0: laughter,
3: too.
2: Oh, yeah! To tied
3: up and chained,
2: to, to have to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Just poking me in the ribs. <laughs> Again, thank you, guys. I really appreciate you guys including me in this. It's been a, re- been a, really a, real, good pleasure. a real
0: pleasure. A real pleasure. Thanks, real thanks you. It and Anthony, fun. you've you've um, you've got something coming up as well, haven't you?
2: Yeah. So me and a couple friends from our choir do a, a podcast about bad dating. Uh, it's called is it me right where we ask <laughs> the question is it me or is it the person i'm dating and we have so a guest come on and tell us um a a bad story from their past and we assess the story as a whole and try to mm-hmm. pick it apart to to really figure out who is the culpable person in this bad day <laughs> and more often than not it, it doesn't it's not you it's uh, <laughs> it's the other person because who wants to come on and tell a story where they look, make themselves look bad you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, any any of us will be more than happy to do that i think
2: oh well that's um, good you've had me on this so i'll i'll, I'll keep that in mind <laughs>
0: Yeah, you. I mean, it's only fair that we embarrass ourselves somewhere
2: as well, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I hope I haven't embarrassed myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not what I was implying. Um, <laughs> Another backhanded comment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and where can, where can people listen to your podcast,
2: Anthony? Um, so we're on Spotify at the moment. iTunes didn't let us on because um, it was a bit too vulgar for them. Really? Uh, yeah, we had a bit of an issue with the name because it used to be called something else, which I I don't think I'll say. But um we changed the name, but then obviously all the the coding in the background blah blah, blah it just sure. it, it turned out to be too much of a headache, but it's on Spotify um I'm sure I well if you just type in is it me dating podcast include mm-hmm. the question mark you'll find mm-hmm.
0: us wonderful thanks Anthony Ryan have you listened to it by the way
1: I I've, I've given Andy's podcast a listen and I'm really frightened because I don't want to go on and, and share all my embarrassing stories because I think it is me. But... Can confirm. <laughs> can confirm. <laughs>
0: um, and Ryan, what, what, where can um, everybody at home find us if they want to uh, get in contact with us, give us their ideas or, or, or disagree with me?
1: We've got a Facebook group, a Twitter and an Instagram. That's all at SlashDuke. We've got a Reddit as well. And as Sean said earlier, we've got a YouTube channel. Mm. And don't forget for all
3: the podcasts to give us five stars, review, bump us up that list so that other people can see what a wonderful time Anthony had.
2: Yeah, <laughs> my mum has actually asked for the link already. So uh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Ask her to
0: review it because I, I. Oh God. Because I would love to see an iTunes review from your mum.
2: Oh, I absolutely adore it.
0: Anything that... less than five stars, and that's an insult to uh, you. Right, he's another <laughs>
2: another backhanded. You know, all over the shop.
0: So, yeah, just, I mean, we've, we've had an absolute blast today, uh, as always. Um, so thank you, Anthony, for your myriad of ideas. And I don't want anyone at home to think they can just come on board with like 10 ideas and that's how they can win, because <laughs> that's not fair. Um, but Anthony, you, you, you were honest up front and you said, listen, I love them all equally. And um, so we're really happy to have your, uh, you on board and to hear your interpretation of Mary Hell. So thank you very much.
2: Thank you, guys. I've, I've really loved it every minute.
0: And uh, Ryan and Dan, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, it, it's always a
1: pleasure thank you Sean thank you Sean everyone stay safe and we'll see you next time
0: bye <laughs>
2: know what if you've ever if you ever have a gap again hit me up because this has been a great way to spend an evening oh yeah oh thanks man it really has this is so much fun i I didn't think i knew it would be fun because i've listened to some of the shows before but i didn't realize how much i'd get into it and actually care about these (laughs) films being made
0: (laughs) (laughs) they become real when other people talk about them yeah oh completely
2: The fact that you guys liked my idea about the the quarterback has just made me think (laughs) I I need to go to someone and get this made. Recorded in the Capo Studios 2020. What's up, Danger?